Next, Alex Samways joins Catherine to discuss how he moved away from music and ended up starting a PR agency, Splendid Communications. Going back as far back as, as you as you want then, who or what inspired you to be a PR? Because it's music, really, that is your big love. Yeah, you've got music to blame for me being here today. I started my career as a management consultant. God, when was that? In the 90s. Uh, management consultant, business analyst type. And only really ended up in that job because I'd gone to Warwick University, primarily because they had a radio station, they had a soul society, they had an Afro-Caribbean society. So um, I chose Warwick because of those things. And they had a degree called Management Sciences, which seemed you know, broad and interesting enough for me to kind of do while I played records at those various organisations. So did my degree at Warwick, ended up management sciences, led me to become a business analyst at a company called Data Monitor by day, and then carry on my DJing once I'd left university and do that in the evenings. And um, yeah, Data Monitor, I worked there for nearly a decade. Uh, It was a startup when I joined. Um, We built the company up. grew fast um, and it got to a point where my responsibilities had grown I was in charge of the consumer division and I had about 50 staff based in London Hong Kong and New York and it got to the point where the day job was squeezing out the night job okay so I was doing pirate radio at the time and you know the the hours aren't always sociable let's say so that that one to three a.m slot on pirate radio was was more and more difficult when you've got big meetings the next day and equally you know some of the best club nights in those days were on Sunday nights Monday nights you know midweek it wasn't a weekend thing uh, like it is now so yeah the the music was getting squeezed out and so like approaching the age of 30 I had my first midlife crisis or perhaps the start of my midlife crisis and just thought is this what I really want to be doing I mean music is as you said my passion my first love so I ended up jacking it all in, taking a year off, did a bit of travelling and then came back to London and just called up anybody vaguely remote, you know, vaguely connected with the music business and said, look, I've got all this experience from Data Monitor. I know brands, I can do brand strategy. I've worked with some of the biggest brand owners in the world. Let me work for you for free, learn the business and see if I can transfer some of my skills and and help you. At the time I used to play, I was in a -a five-a-side football team and one of the guys I often played in the team with, he came to the um, game one one day with a Ministry of Sound t-shirt on. So I thought, you look interesting, I'll chat to you. That turned out to be Damien Mould who ran a PR agency called Slice PR. They specialised in music. All they did was music. So he became one of the people I, you know, begged a job from. He was happy to take my services initially for free. We worked together. I ended up setting up a brands division at Slice. Um, As I said, when I started, it was all music, and I loved it. Being able to go into the post room and help myself to... Well, I probably shouldn't say this, sorry, labels, but help myself to free CDs and vinyl and stuff like that. But, you know, they, at the time, had some brilliant clients, uh, you know, all of the dance music DJ gods, you know, Pete Tong, uh, Carl Cox, Paul Oakenfold, all the people that they worked with. They worked with all the clubs, Ministry, I've mentioned, um, Cream, loads of stuff in Ibiza. So it was like the perfect environment for me. I just needed to work out if I could actually do PR and, you know, work with brands in that realm rather than just giving them pure strategy and consultancy. And it took off. It took off really well. We won... um, 
one of the first clients we won was I think they already had Levi's and I uh, sort of took that over we won the launch um, to uh, we worked for Xbox launched Xbox in the UK um, as part of an agency team won Southern Comfort a load of brands and um, within a couple of years brands became a big part of Slice's business and so I was I was loving it would you say then that Slice was your first big PR break Slice is where I learned PR the interesting thing about Slice is it was um, it had it had events it had online it had press what was called press in those days the, I guess the proposition for brands was we can help you connect with people through music, through culture. Um, and it wasn't strictly PR, I guess. It was, you know, my team, yes, we had a PR function. We also had experiential and online tapping into those different bits of, of Slice. So I guess what Slice taught me was, yes, it was my first experience of PR. It's my first experience of anything beyond, you know, data monitor. Um what what it ultimately showed me was you know how to connect with people um it was very much um you know based on contacts cultural connections authentic music led so that's i suppose was my my training ground rather than a pure media relations background the big break though happened when i left slice to start splendid initially you know, I wasn't. All I knew when I started Splendid was, I want to carry on doing this this authentic cultural connection type stuff. I'm not wedded to any one discipline. All I know is, I want to marry that sort of connectivity with the kind of strategy that I know I and we in the industry are capable of. But at the moment, you know, it was just um, owned by advertising agencies media agencies and so you know to do our kind of work and our kind of agency um we were typically you know commanding just a small part of the the budget you know clients were advertising led and i just thought there's an opportunity for an agency to to do strategy at the level of an advertising agency but with the cultural connectivity of an agency like slice and that's when splendid was born and that's when you know, you've got to talk about me getting my big break because my big break was given to me by a lovely woman and um, by the name of Claire Fleerackers, who was then head of brand PR at Diageo. And she let Splendid pitch for some really exciting Smirnoff projects when we were just starting out, you know, tiny. And we won one of them. We won the pitch to relaunch um, the Smirnoff pack design and logo relaunched Smirnoff Vodka effectively in the UK we won that pitch um, and hopefully you know repaid her belief in us we were definitely the wild card agency when we were in the you know the, the lineup because all the other agencies were established um, and we were literally just getting going um, but yes Claire Fleerackers a big big thank you from Splendid What's about your best career decision? That was your your biggest break. What was the best career decision? Was it setting up um, Splendid or, or is it yet to come? My best career decision was listening to the music. You know, it's funny because people who I was, you know, fellow directors with at Data Monitor, directors that stuck around with the company and didn't go, you know, go off on a mad scheme to travel and reinvent themselves in music, the people who stuck around ended up making fortunes because you know data monitor eventually went on to float for a ridiculous amount of money and we all had share options and blah 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 but i've never ever ever looked back 
or, you know, and look back over the options I had and thought, oh, what, 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 what could they have been worth had I worked for another three or four years? You know, I've never regretted that decision. Um, music was my love. It was my passion. You, you know, you have to be working in a job where you're, you know, fulfilled and feel excited going in each morning. And I just, I did, my heart wasn't in it. So the best decision was, was, was sort of jumping ship and getting into this crazy world starting splendid these things just have happened there's been no sort of master plan or design but yeah starting splendid was in hindsight a brilliant thing to do because i've had 15 great years running the company and i love it looking back then hindsight's a wonderful thing what lessons would you have given to your younger self or would you congratulate your younger self and say actually that you followed your you followed your heart i would say to my younger self listen to sunscreen by baz lerman because that's got that's got all the advice that a young person or an old person like me would ever give to a young person like you it's absolutely brilliant and then listen to um be young be foolish be happy by the tams i think i spent too much of my 20s thinking that that i i needed to be working towards a plan and and you know worrying that i wasn't on you know the that, that i didn't know what the plan was or where i was going or you know if i went back to that time i would say just experience as much as you can follow every opportunity and just make sure you're enjoying what you're doing and it's positive and you're you're gaining experience and you know meeting interesting pe- people and then the plan kind of sort of falls into place in terms of, of PR, then, you, you, you run a PR agency, but you came from it, as you, as you said, from a, a slightly different angle. What does PR mean to you and, and what makes good PR? The fact that I didn't come from a traditional PR background means that Splendid has always taken a, a, a broader uh, view of what PR means. We break it down quite simply. We say public relations means relating to the public. Media relations is obviously a strength of the business and something that we're very good at, but that's not the only way you can relate to the public. We've always been interested in any method that you can, you know, get a meaningful connection um, with people. So that is what led to us, I guess, um, adopting social media really early. That's why we like doing events and experiential. So, so yeah, we, we're, we're interested in public relations in, in the broadest sense, um, not just media relations, although clearly that's a, a key part of it. What's the ethos then of of Splendid? You, you you said it wasn't a sort of traditional startup of a of an agency, very much with the music um, heritage. But but what is your your ethos? Would you well, we, say we call our approach um, people first, creativity? You know, if the, the formal definition of that is create. You know, we produce creative work to connect with real people and make a positive impact. But what it really means is coming from my days at slice you know it's just so rewarding to you know you know to put on a music event and see real music fans go there and have a positive brilliant experience and i just you know that i guess is is, is has become the north star for all of my work you know I, I want people to get something positive out of it not just ram a selling message down their throat you know i want to be entertaining or informative or educational or or anything really just so I'm confident that um, 
the public are actually benefiting from our work. Is there a, a pivotal, or was there perhaps I should say, a, a pivotal moment within um, Splendid? You've been going for, for 15 years. When, when did you kind of have a eureka moment about the agency? Well, I'm taking you back to those Smirnoff days, that first brief that we got, like I said, I, I started Splendid with a fairly open mind. I don't, I don't care what we do. I just want to do meaningful work that connects with people. And I want to, to provide clients with the right level of strategy so that they can trust us and you know, measure the success of what we do um, and not solely be you know, wedded to blowing it all on um, advertising. First job we ever did as Splendid was that very first Smirnoff pitch we relaunched Smirnoff's well new look look really they redesigned the logo the pack um, and the centerpiece of the redesign was an eagle it was an eagle icon on the on the bottle and our brief was to you know to to I guess make that famous and so what we did was we found a stuntman in America called Rocketman and our idea was to relaunch the new eagle icon from Smirnoff, who better than the only man who can fly like an eagle. Brought him over from America and set a Guinness World Record. I should say, I haven't explained, Rocket Man, he had a, he had a rocket pack, he flew. He was a stuntman that was used in the uh, LA Olympics back in the 80s and on the Michael Jackson Thriller Tour. He's also the rocket pack you see in Thunderball, the James Bond movie. So that exists, it's a real thing. I couldn't believe that we'd found, you know, I saw, saw that as a kid and thought, that's ah, not real, but it is real. And um, so the stuntman actually flew with that same rocket belt and we brought him to London. We stuck all the, you know, the Smirnoff logos and, you know, brand name all over his, his costume. And we got him to set a Guinness World Record for the highest flight with a rocket belt. And that got global media coverage. So all of a sudden we became a PR company. <laughs> the phone started ringing. Yeah, we want a stunt like that, please. So, yeah, that, that was the moment that, I guess, set us off on the course and made it really clear that, get you know, creating fame for our clients through the media with by doing cool stuff, that, you know, that was going to be what the agency was about. So it could have also been the moment the agency was finished forever, like if you'd have, you know, yeah... Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. But Claire Fleerackers and I were stood side by side as he took off, and yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a moment for sure. You seem to to work with clients who who do um, secure fabulous um, and sometimes controversial coverage. I'm, I'm thinking of Greg's huh. and the uh, and the vegan sausage roll. That's got to be a classic of its genre. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we were part of the team that launched Vegan Sausage Roll. Um, we've been sort of dining out on it for a year <laughs> and in the form of awards and stuff like that. That was great. I love that piece of work. I can claim very, very little personal involvement with it. Some sort of just general check-ins and reviews, I think. But the team produced that. I love the video we produced to launch it. Um, it's got some brilliant copy lines in it. It's lovely, simple, bold idea that seemed to catch the public consciousness and old Piers Morgan helped us along the way, didn't he? Um, it was quite nice. Did you see that we annoyed him again? Thanks, Piers. Um, he's, um, he's honestly nothing. To, he's not affiliated with Splendid in any way. But, yeah, so our most recent Wine Piers Up thing was um, we're just launching uh, the Walker's Christmas ad featuring Mariah Carey, and she can famously hit a high note a high C 
and that's 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 how she you know stops people you know, scares people off of sharing her walkers crisps so we created these really simple idea and even greg's you know had a, a media mailer classic sort of media relations stuff had a media mailer as it's you know as, as a key tactic so in this case we created a media mailer as a, a gift pack with crisps in that had a high c- as you opened it, it it let off a high c it's pretty i got sick of it um by the time it left the office because i kept hearing this sort of squealing and i was like what's that what's that what's you know i thought something a machine was breaking or someone was hurt or something but anyway when peers you know peers received it he he, he um, it, it wound him up enough for him to talk about it on air for 15 minutes on GMTV. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in terms of, of you say you, you don't like looking back, you like looking ahead. What what do you want to achieve? Are you just here for the here for the ride? People always sort of look in five year chunks, don't they? What's going to happen in the next in the next five years? I have no idea what's going to happen in the next five years. I don't even know what's going to happen this week. I find it very difficult to plan for the future. You never really know what's around the corner. I do know what I want to achieve and what we want to achieve or what, what I want to achieve for Splendid in the next five years. And that's space for space for creativity to, 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 to sort of regain that. Space for ideas, space for positive thinking. Um, I would say, you know, because it being 15 years, people have asked me to reflect on how things have changed and how the business have changed. The business is definitely like the pace has increased, um, whether that's, you know, the, the always on nature of our work now. Um, I think it's a lot to do with the economic environment and um, everybody feeling a bit stretched. And the knock on effect is I'm not sure we always get time and space to to come up with the best possible ideas. So we're moving office in Shoreditch quite soon, early in the new year. And I've sort of taken that as a as a milestone to just rethink the way we do our processes, the way we set the team up, the way we organise the office, our relationships with clients, just the creative process from you know in its entirety and the you know the, the way we do creativity, just to make sure that we're not letting this crazy, you know, external environment encroach our ability to come up with fresh, brilliant ideas that people are going to care about. Thank you very much. I like we must we must leave it there. But th- but thank you for for your time and and for talking so candidly um, about Splendid and your career to date. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>